Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Michael Buzinski. He has been dubbed a visionary marketer by the American Marketing Association. With over 30 years of experience in the digital marketing field, Michael Buzinski tapped into his entrepreneurial spirit and f- founded Buzzworthy.biz, where he offers a variety of packages to his clients. Michael has worked with the likes of Bass Pro Shop and the American Diabetes Association. He is also the author of Rule of 26. Michael's mission is to reduce the confusion and intricacies of building websites and creating marketing campaigns. He's dedicated to serving service-based companies using the rule of 26. Michael has helped a multitude of businesses increase their KPIs to get a compound effect of 100% more revenue out of their website. This is going to be a great conversation today because we're going to find out how that is done. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I need to talk to you a little bit about how this all came about. You know, we're talking a little bit in the pre-show. You have a very cool military background. You know, you've also been working in the internet marketing fractional CMO space for a while. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. (laughs) I don't know what makes me so amazing, but I can tell you who I am. (laughs) So... Uh, yeah, I was in the military, joined the military at age 22. I was a lost uh, corporate uh, sales and marketing soul. I had kind of climbed up three different corporate ladders and national brands, and only to find out that I couldn't get to the next level until I got a four-year degree, which I didn't have any money in the bank to do. And this is before, you know, student loans were so prevalent, thank God. And so I needed to get out of where I was at. And so I, my parents were in the Air Force. My, my grandfather was Air Corps in, in World War II. And they, I was a, it was a way to go and find myself, I guess, and, and serve my country at the same time. And so I did that for 10 years. And when I got out, I was unemployable. Uh, it's kind of funny because a lot of people get go into the service to find, you know, what they can, you know, find a, a trait or not a trait, but a, a trade. And uh, then they get out and they make a lot of money doing it. And I wasn't. And so, but during that year, those years, I was also doing music in the background and trying to become a rock star. But I ended up not being tall enough, dark enough, or talented enough to be a big rock star. So I actually originally started a company called Buzz Biz Media, and it was a recording studio for local musicians. And I was up in Alaska. And about a year in, I realized that working for starving musicians was a bad business plan. And so I pivoted immediately and uh, used my production skills to do create 
media production pieces for marketing small businesses. And that eventually worked into a multi-million dollar creative agency. And just a few years ago, I found myself extremely miserable, underpaid in my own company and owning an extravagant job. Really, I really didn't have that financial freedom or the entrepreneurial freedom that I should have had by that time in my entrepreneurial career. So I closed it all down um, and started all over, reinvented it. And now I call it Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing. And we strictly work with service-based businesses um, on their internet marketing. I love that background story. Thank you so much for your service. I mean, that is really, you know, like... uh, uh, we're having a conversation right now with my nephew, who coincidentally is, you know, getting out of high school and he's thinking about going into the mar- into the military. And we're thinking like, OK, how is this going to serve you going forward? Mm-hmm. And when he couldn't answer that question coherently, you know, forget about whether, you know, we were for or against him enlisting. Right. Uh-huh. Is, you know, just trying to get the idea across in his head that how is this going to serve you? Right. right. Because right away, you know, like his plans, well, I'm going to join the Navy SEALs. Right. And it's like, <laughs> uh, it doesn't work like that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so there was a lot of, you know, like re-education to do. And I think what you talked about, you went into the service thinking that you were going to get all of these skills. And for some reason or another, you didn't quite get them. Right. And, and yeah. then when you get out, you're like, okay, now what? And that now what is uh, that impacts your checkbook. You know, negatively. Right. Yeah, it was. And, and it's weird because it, so when you go in as a Navy SEAL, you are unemployable when you get out. Like you're not, I mean, you can go into law enforcement or something like that, but I mean, if, if you want to continue to do the same thing, I, I was a flyer on AWACS. And so uh, the computer system I was on is antiquated. Being a flyer, a mission crew is not something that translates to the real world. And, you know, the best thing you can ask for is to become a trainer for Boeing. And it's like, who wants to do that? So that's when I looked at what do I have to offer? And I always thought had this kind of entrepreneurial uh, like vein in me. I mean, being a musician really drives that entrepreneurial side of things. You're doing, you're marketing yourself all the time. You're creating, you are the person who, you know, if you want to buy a new guitar, go get a gig and, and play a couple gigs and you can buy a new guitar that type of thing. So you, you get the fundamentals of business and the marketing side. So it, it almost was, I don't know, it was kind of a dream of mine, like to, to be in that, that world. And uh, so I just went for it. Amazing. What a great story. Thank you so much for sharing that. I want to pivot a little bit into the type of work that you're doing today at Buzzworthy. Okay. Right. So a lot of what makes the, you, you know, the service brands work is that they need to be visible on the internet. And you and I can swap anecdotes from here until next week, you know, on like, uh, you know, why this sushi rest, why we didn't go to this sushi restaurant last night or why this dog grooming business didn't show up. You know, there are a million and one excuses in a million and one different ways, you know, to talk about it. Right. But what I really want to do here is zoom out and talk strategy. You know, one of the interesting things we had, you know, like during the pre-call, we were talking about, you know, like the tactics that a lot of people use, you know, we're just getting inundated with tactics, you know, with automated content creation tools, with social media agencies that, uh, you know, that just create the content for you and that's it, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you're lacking the strategy to really understand your core avatar, know how it is that you need to sell to them and then give them the type of, uh, you know, the type of messaging that they need, you're not going to get very far. 
No. Right. And if you do get anywhere, it's going to be a one hit wonder. Let's talk about that. How, how have you set up your business and you know, how do you talk to your clients in order to get them to understand that the strategy is actually the hard part? You know, the strategy is the part that you really need to get down because the tactics, frankly, are a dime a dozen. You know, you can hire just about anybody to do anything these days. How does that look in your world? Right. So in my world, it's, it's an evolving world, obviously. And so last year, actually, I mean, this is new. I mean, up to last year, we were tactical marketers. And so we had a cadre of services that we could offer anybody who came into the, to the office, right? And so somebody says, hey, I need SEO or I, hey, I want to be seen on the search engine. Okay, you need SEO. Okay, here we go. And we go down the road and then only to find out that the rest of their marketing isn't even set up or their website doesn't convert or they have no way to actually onboard clients. So every time they start one client, they're losing another client, you know, after a month of being around. And so what I do now is that we start with strategy. And if somebody doesn't want, if somebody can't prove to me that they have a strategy and they're unwilling to go through the strategy process, we just can't work together because I find that my retention rate is much lower because they don't have a strategy in place. Because once you understand your strategy, you can then understand how tactics come and go in your marketing. See, people want to buy the one magic pill. Just take it and everything's good. And that's not how marketing works. It's a constant testing, failing, small wins, Big wins sometimes, but those big wins are created by a lot of little uh, uh, failures and successes and the trial and tribulations and all that other stuff that comes up with that. And when, you know, people are, well, what about them? They, they, weren't, they weren't big last year. Now look at them. They're multimillionaires. I'm like, yeah, 10 years, blood, sweat, and tears to get them to become an overnight success. So in my world, if we can't talk strategy or if we can't agree that strategy is where we're going to start, we just don't get started. How does the rule of 26 work and how do you help people figure that part out? I'm really interested to hear about this, uh, you know, about this framework that you have created and really what you're talking about. It really flows into that small wins equals equals much bigger wins down the line. Right. Uh, How does that look? So I created the rule of 26 to be able to really boil down strategy into a short, concise statement, right? So the rule of 26 states that if we increase uh, unique traffic by 26%, website conversion rate by 26%, and the average revenue per client by 26%, we will get a compounded increase in revenue of 100% more sales coming from our website. It's that simple. And so when we tell, and it's like, that is a strategy. Right. So if you went to HubSpot, they will show you 56 KPIs, key performance indicators that you can chase around all day long. And you can create strategies to chase all 56 if you wanted to. I think Shopify is somewhere around 37. Like there's nobody's paying attention to that many KPIs at the same time. And yes, some of those KPIs are indicator KPIs and we use them in the background. But for the business owner, they only worry about one thing, and that's the revenue needle. If I can move the revenue needle, 
then we're in good shape with our clients, right? As marketers, that's what we do. If you're not doing that, it's called fuzzy math or fuzzy numbers, where I like to look at marketing math, you know, vanity KPIs, if you will. And so the rule 26 allows me to say, hey, here's a strategy. Does that make, is that simple enough for you to go with? Yeah. Okay, great. Now we can go into the strategy behind each of those objectives, depending on where they're at, because we can identify, do you have enough traffic? Do you have a high enough conversion rate? Are you getting the full value of each of your clients that you should be? And we find out where the weakest link is and we start there because increasing that by 26%, just 26 increases revenue by 26% coming from your website. Okay. So what you're saying here is don't look at all the numbers, right? Don't look at all the percentages and all that, that can, uh, uh, you know, that can affect your business. Focus on a few, right? Yep. And now, does specifically that- the ones that actually move revenue. Okay, great. Right. So, so when we're talking about that, whether you have an e-commerce store, those those three to five, let's call them key key performance indicators, KPIs. right? Maybe a little, maybe a little bit different than uh, you know whether you're talking about your blog or your podcast or your service based business, right? No, not necessarily. I mean, unless your blog, I mean, if your blog is not made to make money, then yes, you have different KPIs. But if you're supposed to be making money off of your blog, then the, those three are still there. You need more traffic. People need to convert from your blog to become buyers. And those buyers need to, uh, their the revenue you're getting from there need to be optimized. Okay. All right. So great. So let's talk about the the conversion process for a minute. Okay. Right. Because what you have with conversions is that, you know, there are different ways to bring in these conversions, whether you're talking about low ticket item, uh, low mm-hmm. ticket items, high ticket items, mm-hmm. whether you're signing them up for recurring revenue for, versus a one-time hit. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about how you have your clients, you know, visualize, you know, that journey of bringing somebody from the time that they come into their world mm-hmm. all the way to a conversion and where, you know, where the, where the money actually hits the bank. Right. So that goes back to strategy, right? So if we have decided or we've discovered the customer value journey, by the time they get to their website, we understand what mindset they're in. And for service-based businesses, we have to understand that there's only two things a service-centric business offers. We either solve problems or we attain dreams. That's all we can do. There's nothing else you can offer anybody except those two things, okay? So if you're not doing one of those two things, you're not a service-based business or you have completely missed the mark on why you exist, okay? So with that said, most of the strategy is about taking all of the I, we, and us's out of our standard and historically blah websites out there that don't convert and create the you and your rhetoric or content, if you will, and that flow. So we want to identify the fact that we understand that their problem. Then we have to describe how we can solve that problem. And then we have to convince them that we are the pers- the people or the company that can do it the best. And if you run through that type of strategy with your content on every single page of your website, you will find that you will blow away 26% increase in your conversion rates just with that one strategy. Just by changing, you know, uh, uh, everything that... I can do for you or that my company can do for you or that we how can we do. are awesome. 
right? And, you and changing into you are the hero. You will achieve, you know, X number of problems. If you're detaining dreams, yeah, you want to be here. Or in my website, like we're, re- we're rewriting our, ours right now again, but it is, you know, you know, stop suffering from entrepreneurial poverty. We're talking to their, their pain point. Stop struggling with website traffic. Stop not getting money from your website. Those types of uh, statements, I don't exactly remember right there off the top of my head, but I should, I guess. But those type of statements right off the bat, you know, really boom, 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 right? Are you tired of blah? Are you sick of blah? Are you struggling with blah, right? Do you suffer from blah, right? Those are problems. Okay. Oh yeah, that's me. Okay. Now we've identified this is a qualified person because anybody who doesn't say yes to that should probably leave your website at that point. And that's one of the things that most small business owners don't realize is that not all traffic is good traffic. And that's something we talk about in the rule of 26 is that we want to identify the right traffic and then only talk to that traffic when they get there. Right. And only go after getting that traffic. So don't try to be everywhere. Don't be omnipresent. Be present where your perfect client is and draw them to you and then talk to them, talk to their pain points, talk to their dreams and how you can help them achieve what they want because people are selfish. They don't care about what you know until they know how much you care. I love it. I love the way you articulated that. I think it's so poignant and actually very needy. Uh, needed in this space because there are so many people that really do go down that line of, I do this, we can do that. And it's, it's really kind of harmful. Right. And that's, it's like, okay, buddy. Yeah. You don't get it. You know, let's, uh, you know, let's try to pivot here. I did it. It's not, it's not, I mean, it's, we all were taught that. Like I start, I built my first website in 1999. Okay. And it was like, I, 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 right. Well, there's a, a bunch of eyes now. Right, <laughs> all the websites in the world, there are all these eyes, and people are getting have choice, and they want to choose somebody they like and trust. You only build trust through understanding and through empathy. If you can't show that through your website, you're missing the mark, man. I love it. Can you please walk us through very quickly? A client, you don't need to name them, you know, just name the circumstances of where they started and then how they were able to grow by implementing this framework. So I'll go with one of my recent startups, Fractional CFO. He had worked with multi tens of millions of dollar companies before he decided to go out on his own and he wanted to replicate his framework on how he helped people use finance to grow their businesses in the construction industry. And so he wanted to have all of these things on it. So he came to us about six months into his business and he'd been working with an agency who built them this website that literally had all of these other services other than his fractional CFO. And I asked him about it. I said, well, so what, what, what's that about? Why, why do you have all these things? Well, I have a network of people who can help me with these things. I says, okay, that's great. But why are people coming to you? Well, they, have, they, they want to get their finances right. I says, well, so then what does HR have to do with that? Well, I mean, that's part of the process down the road. Yeah, but right now, what does that mean? And so we were really able to like dive into what he does. He does one thing and he does it really well. He's a fractional CFO 
for construction companies that do over $10 million or have 100 employees or more. That is the CEO he's wanting to talk to. So we got really clear on what pain points does that CEO have that they're sitting at 10 million in sales and they want to get to 20 million. What does that look like? What are the questions in their head? What keeps them up at night? All of those things. And literally the website starts with those statements, not even a paragraph of anything about Dagsit, right? It's just a big uh, build better, uh, build bigger, better. That's it, right? Done. And these are the pain points. And then from there, it's like, okay, here's a diagnosis. If you have these pain points, here's a diagnosis. So we have this flow, right? But then once you have that and you get them on the phone or you're doing a presentation, you have to have a framework in which to sell that against. And so we were able to build what we call financial uh, resource optimization. And it's his way of showing people how to double their uh, cash flow to uh, open up themselves to be able to pay, pay their people better and build their business. He was able to take that and the website and the other stuff that we had created and go into a training that only had 12 businesses in it. He got interviews with two and sold both. His entry level is $50,000 per for the first 30 days, plus a 12-month contract of five grand a month for each of those. Since we started now eight months ago, he's already acquired $365,000 worth of contracts. Just from strategy, we haven't really done a lot of tactics, all strategy. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. You know, that's such a great story to be able to show people, you know, just by helping them hone in. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for uh, for sharing that. Mike, uh, can you please let everyone know how they can uh, learn more about your business and how they can reach out to you directly if they want to get in touch? Sure. So the our, our, our agency is Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing, and that is at buzzworthy.biz, which is on the screen right now if you're uh, watching. And if you're interested in the book, you can go to ruleof26.com, and uh, that the link to Amazon is there as well. Those are the two best ways to get a hold of me. Amazing. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. I love nerding out on this stuff. And this has been an amazing conversation. I love how you brought the energy and I really appreciate you being here today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it being here. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. 
And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.